We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, among other places. And you can check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The RotoWire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so don't forget to share, subscribe, um, have your mom and dad download, tell your friends, your uncle, your cousin. Uh, Benny, welcome to another zen-like Locked in podcast here for Thursday. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're good. I mean, it's only five games, so it's not a lot to talk about. You know, there's a couple a couple games that should be paced down a little bit as well. We got Utah on the slate, uh, Cleveland and Brooklyn going up against each other. That doesn't exactly scream barn burner. Uh, you got the Indiana and the Knicks, who are two teams that have been playing a little bit lower scoring games, so couple tough spots here for a couple of these teams. Probably not going to be the highest scoring night ever. Yeah, so what basically we're going to do is be a little picky and choosy 
with some of the guys that we think that are in the very best spots today. So let's go ahead and kick that off. Start at the point guard position and talk about what you want to do here at the one for Thursday. Yeah, uh, let's see. I mean, Chris Paul is probably the guy in the best spot. He's going up against Portland, gets some Damian Lillard defense, gets a paced-up game. Uh, he's been doing an absolute ton for his L.A. Clippers team, so he's probably the expensive guy that will be the chalk. Lillard against the Clippers is a little bit of a tougher matchup for him with Paul, so that's not really an upside spot. And, and there's only like a couple hundred bucks difference between the two of them now. I think Chris Paul is, you know, the, depending on where you're looking, Chris Paul is priced like right around 90-something, and Lillard's up into the low nines as well or the high eights, so you're only really getting a couple hundred bucks discount. I think I'd prefer to go Chris Paul there. Now, Russell Westbrook against Utah, it's really not a good spot at all, but Westbrook has just been a triple-double machine lately, so I think that he's somebody that I'll still try to have some tournament exposure to because he can go off for a triple-double against anybody, and he doesn't need to do it with points, which is the thing that Utah usually limits. He can still get some rebounds. He's still going to get his assists. You know, he's playing big minutes now, doing some some stuff with the defensive stats as well. So I don't really like him for cash, but I think I'll have some tournament exposure to Westbrook. And then I'm actually going down. You know, cheap option, a guy like Tony Douglas. As long as Norris Cole stays out, Douglas has given us, I think, seven in a row. Let's see. He's given us at least 5x in three, four, actually eight games in a row at this point, including a couple big upside games, 6.5, 8.5x, 7x, 10.2x. So he's given us about you know 25 to 35 fantasy points every time he steps out on the floor. His price is only at 5K right now too. So if he's going to keep playing 30, 33 minutes, you know he's another guy that I think you can look at to save some money. And I also like Shelvin Mack a little bit. He's been another guy that's been giving us in that 30 to 35 point range. Going up against OKC, it's a paced up matchup. You know he's had at least 30 fantasy points in six straight games. Priced at about 6K, so he's given us you know a safe. Uh, 5x or more every time he steps out on the floor. So those are some of the cheaper options and uh, some of the guys that I would actually be willing to pay up for here. Actually, a lot of options at point guard for only a five-game slate. Yeah, I'm down. I'm good with with a lot of, of what's here. I'm going to remove my whole worry about the Utah pace rule with Russell Westbrook because um, the Thunder pushed the ball so hard they're going to play for <clears throat> Force them to play a pace that's going to push them uh, well into the 200. So, um, I'm, and I love Shelvin Mack. Uh, your, your call there, Derek Rose against Jose Calderon defense. It's interesting to me. Even Kyrie Irving against Donald Sloan D um, is uh, something that we can uh, make a case for and get some exposure to as well. How do you see the New Orleans guard situation uh, shaking out too? Do we wh- what do we need to do here? Uh, because you know, there's uh, Norris Cole, who's I think questionable uh, with a, with a back injury. Um, you know. Oh, What's what's the general approach with the, with this team? There is it, are you all around fading because it's against on the road against Indiana, or what do you want to do there? Yeah, I have been rolling both Drew Holiday and Tony Douglas on a lot of rosters lately. Holiday because he's basically the only scorer they have left, and Douglas because he's been really cheap and is playing thirty minutes and you know putting up decent numbers. I think as long as Norris Cole is out, both of those guys are still in play now. When I say they're in play, you also have to look at the matchup. It's not just the fact that, all right, well, they're automatically in play because Norris Cole is out. I think this is a little bit of a tougher matchup for them against Indiana. I think, um, you know, I mean, it depends how you look at it. Do you think Drew Holiday is going to be guarded by Monta Ellis? Because if that's the case, then I actually don't hate the matchup for him. And that would put, like, Greg Hill on, um, or George Hill on, uh, on Tony Douglas. 
which I think would be a little bit of a tougher matchup for Douglas. I still like Douglas because he's cheap enough that, you know, if he's going to play 30 minutes, he can get you 25 fantasy points. But I think Drew Holiday is somebody else that can, you know, score 40 to 45 points for you, except that his price is up to the point now where he kind of needs to do that in order to make value. Now, on FanDuel, I actually like it because they moved Holiday over to the shooting guard spot, which is somewhere, you know, where we always need a little bit more help. So I think you could actually get away with rolling both of them out in this game. Although, like I said, it's not really the easiest matchup for it. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. So uh, I think I'm, what I wanted to do is stay. I, I'm fine with um, CP3 and Demon. Those are going to be one, two options. Russell Westbrook will probably be three for me because you're going to get a little bit of a discount between the two, and that'll have the higher pace game involved. And then uh, Shelvin Mack is sort of where I'm going to draw the line. Uh, and that's in, in, but I'm okay with, uh, with with Tony Douglas. I'm just not a big fan of his offensive game overall. I know, but he I know he's going to get forced into a role that's going to make him viable. Uh, but on the road to Indiana, I think I would rather uh, take a take a shot at Shelvin Mack having to play at um, Little Rage's pace. Uh, so that's sort of how that have that, that situation shaking out. Let's go ahead and move on to the two here uh, for the five game slate for Thursday. And talking about if we're going Jimmy buckets, we got Drew Holiday who's. Um, officially now considered a two on Fandle, so Fandle doing the right thing and saying, hey, you know, this guy's not really playing any point guard to, to speak of. They're, they're pairing him with everybody who is a point guard, so we're going to make him a two. So that's something that's news and noteworthy. Um, and a couple other options that we might want to make a case for, so how do you have that breaking down? Yeah, like I said, Drew's, Drew's a good option. Uh, let me just look at his price here lately. Where's he been? Yeah, see, he's getting, like I said, he's getting up towards that 8K range, which is kind of getting stretched on the valuation for him. I mean, he's given you about 40 fantasy points a game, so 8K would be 5X right around where you want. I do still think that at a weak position, though, he's somebody you can look at. I also really like C.J. McCollum. Going up against the L.A. Clippers, you know, you're going to get some some J.J. Redick defense maybe, a little Jamal Crawford defense, the guys on the wing. And he's been putting up about 40 fantasy points a game over his last few. His price is still below 7K, so he's been giving you upside, you know, more than 6X each time he goes out on the floor. So I do like him. And his price came down because they got in three or four blowouts. You know, they were on the receiving end of a couple of them, and they were on the giving end of one or two as well. So his minutes were only like 38, um, 28, 29 a game because they were getting blown out and he wasn't playing in the fourth quarter. The last couple games that have been close, he's been playing in the fourth quarter. His minutes are back up into the high 30s, and, you know, he's been giving us 40 fantasy points with it. So I'm going to keep taking McCollum while the price break is being offered because I think he's somebody that should actually be a little more expensive. I'm not really in love with a lot of the cheap options here. Like, if you look down to the bottom, you know, J.R. Smith, I guess, is interesting if he's still cheap enough. He had a good game last time out, but, again, that was without Kevin Love and with, you know, Kyrie basically getting benched as well. And then you look like below that, you know, maybe like Sean Kilpatrick is a decent, cheap option who I've been keeping an eye on, the new guy that Brooklyn just signed. But nobody down there is really exciting to me. You know, Markel Brown, Justin Holiday, Wayne Ellington. Yeah, some of these guys are getting some minutes, but I don't really want to put any of them on my roster. Yeah, so for me, I think I, where I'm going to probably draw the line is Jamal Crawford against Portland because he is at home. And he's been getting significant run. We're talking about you know 27 minutes to plus with 33 minutes being played uh, at the New Orleans game. You would like him to do a little bit more damage than he's done as of late. The the production has been 
you know, uneven, but it's a five-game slate, so we really do have limited options, and we're talking about, you know, like I've been saying for the last couple of shows here, creating deep GBP differentiation here, so I'm expecting a bunch of people to be invested in, you know, potentially buckets, Drew Holiday, uh, you know, and CJ McCollum, as you talked about the price discount, so I would be okay with JJ Redick for GPPs, uh, JR Smith and Jamal Crawford, and I'm going to call it a day. I'm at that spot. Below that is really an actual absolute wasteland, like no joke. So um, not too much I, I really do f uh, feel um, encouraged about. All right, well, you're going to move on to the small forward position here for the Thursday site. But before we do that, got to let everybody know, uh, it's still a 10-day free trial going on here. Rotowire.com slash pod is how you get it. Uh, lineup optimizers for all the major sports are available, MLB, NBA, NFL, uh, NHL, college basketball, soccer, golf. Up to the minute depth charts, customizable league projections. You Are you prepping? You got a baseball draft this weekend. You want the inside information or bringing it to you here right right now. Rotowire.com slash pod is how you take advantage of that. Free 10-day trial. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. All right, small forward is up. Talk about what you're putting down here at the three. Yeah, I think I'm going to be rolling with LeBron James here. You got four guys that are expensive up top that you can pay up for. You got Paul George going up against New Orleans. He's only a couple hundred bucks different from James, and I just feel a lot safer with LeBron's you know, floor and also the fact that he can get me some upside than I do with Paul George. I think people are going to be drawn to that 60-point fantasy game that he had two games back and kind of ignore the fact that he's been missing value in a lot of the other ones. So I prefer LeBron over Paul George in that aspect. You know, Melo just sat out the last game. I know he's supposed to be playing on Wednesday, but even a couple games before that, he too has been missing value as well, so not somebody that I put a lot of faith in. And then Kevin Durant's going up against Utah, which, as good as he is, he is expensive, and Utah is a very good defensive team that usually keeps guys a little below their numbers. Plus, Russell Westbrook's been playing out of his mind lately, which has taken a little bit of a hit to, you know, Durant's upside as, as he's taken a back seat. So, to me, the only guy that's viable to pay up for here is probably LeBron, who has taken a step up, you know, again, with Love being out the other day and him being banged up and questionable for this game again, and Kyrie Irving really not playing well. I mean, he had one of his worst games I've ever seen him play the other night. You know, LeBron showed that he still has the ability to step up and put up a big fantasy score when his team needs him, and they're still looking for wins to get, you know, their playoff seating and everything squared away, so... I have a feeling LeBron's going to come out here and put up a pretty good game against a weak Brooklyn defense. Yeah, I mean, there's really nobody who can hold him um, in, in this spot. I feel like there might be like a crime scene or some tape all around Boyan Bogdanovich after this game is over because if he's actually the guy who gets matched up on, on LeBron, that's, that's really a disservice to all of us in general, unless you like CSI, you know, you're, you're, you're a fan of that, and you, that's what, what you might see. Uh, going on over here um, for me I'm you know what I'm still on the McBucket train I think it's another good spot overall uh, for him against the New York Knicks we know that the New York Knicks have been a prime target I know the production has fallen has dipped just a little bit but the price tag is still very very reasonable we're talking about what 500 above minimum salary at this point and you know so we're really looking for basically 20 fantasy points which is very very doable for for Jimmy McBucket so and you know this is another situation that we're talking about here with a guy um you know on a five game slate here and you you have three big options Melo, Durant, LeBron James and even Paul George and then down below that I I probably would not play Gordon Hayward against Kevin Durant defense um in this spot and after that you have some uninspiring options 
uh, overall. I guess you could make a case for Nico Miritich as well, uh, provided that the price has been holding fairly steady. And it looks like to me uh, that, that we've got actually a little bit of a discount because he's had a little bit of a hiccup here in two of the last three. I expected him to do more damage against Sacramento, uh, but he only played 20 minutes, and that game was actually close the entire way. Uh, so that is another sort of a you know GPP gamble that you have to decide whether you want to take a, a flyer on. But like we said, the New York Knicks are basically terrible, so you can you can make a case for a lot more guys than you normally can. So I'll probably leave my two home run flyers um, in that territory with McBuckets and Mirtich and stick with you uh, for the top options in our cash game lineups. All right, you, I'm sorry. Did you want to jump in with small four before, before we uh, uh, dump out of there? Yeah, I just want to throw one guy in there as a cheap salary saver for you guys to look at. Um, Luke Babbitt is playing like 30 minutes a game right now for a very banged-up New Orleans team. So if they're still without you know, Ryan Anderson and all the other guys who've been hurt as well, I think you can look at Babbitt at, like, well, he's 3600 now, so $100 off a minimum price as a guy that could probably get you 25 to 30 and be a, a, a salary saver for you here too. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get... Uh involved into the power forward position now that we've uh, moved on and we can talk about whether you want favors whether you're in love with love um i think the ryan anderson is going to be the x factor he has the, the the questionable tag with the groin injury so we can uh i think reasonably say yeah we'd be interested if he's in there and mm -hmm. you know if if not um i probably don't really want to do anything else extravagant i mean we can we can talk we can discuss omer sheik at the center position when we get there but uh, aside from that i don't really feel like i'm I'm too excited about some of these other options at the power forward system. It looks a little bit thin, uh, uh, once again, uh, sort of like shooting guard. Yeah, I think I I think I like Derek Favors in this spot. He's going up against OKC. He's probably going to draw some Ibaka defense. But is a guy who gives trouble to the guys that step outside because he's at athletic enough to step outside. Favors does step outside a little bit, but he's also a big body that kind that kind of wants to bang down low. And I mean, Abaka's a strong guy as well, but Favors actually has a couple inches on him, so I think he'll still be able to score down low in the post there. If Kevin Love plays, Kevin Love against Brooklyn is somebody that I'd look at. You know, Thad Young on the other side. If Kevin if Kevin Love plays, is somebody else worth taking a look at? And then Porzingis has been playing a few more minutes as well, especially if Carmelo Anthony is kind of banged up. You know, how many times have we seen an Anthony not come out for the second half of a game and, you know, Porzingis get a couple extra minutes? His price is still pretty cheap all over, so I don't mind him. Taj Gibson, I, I was wondering to get your thoughts on him. You know, going up against the Knicks, I don't think it's a very tough spot. He's put up some pretty big games in his last couple here. You know, with, with Powell back, it almost seems like he's playing better with Powell in there with him than he was when Powell was out. What do you feel about, uh, about Taj Gibson here today? Because he's somebody that I... I think the price is in a good spot, and I'm kind of on the, you know, I'm kind of on the, the fence about whether or not I want to use them. Yeah, I think you should probably get some exposure here in this spot because we're talking about, okay, first of all, you take a look at uh, what the New York Knicks and Porzingis defense. Porzingis is one of the worst rebounding power forwards in the NBA for all the hubbub for him being an awesome rookie. He spends way too much time outside in the wing, which limits his rebounding upside, which just opens up all the opportunities in the world for uh, a double-double situation, which you want out of Taj. And the other thing, too, is, you know, even with the pound sold back in the lineup, we're talking about 31, 33 minutes uh, for, uh, for, I'm sorry, with yeah, Pagasol back in the lineup, Taj is still playing uh, 30 minutes plus, which means you can just basically treat him at a as a starter no matter what. He's, he's soaking up some minutes that we thought were going to be uh, belonging to Miritich. Uh, so they basically said, all right, if you're not starting at the five, we'll, we'll play you big minutes at the four. Uh, so 
I'm in on, on Taj Gibson. I think he's cash safe. 30 uh, fancy points, uh, 33 fancy points plus scored in the past two contests, which is good for 6.2 and 7.5x when he almost went for, for just under 40 against Utah. So that to me is, yeah, I'm um, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested. I think for uh, a little bit cheaper uh, price tag, I mean, not, not a lot cheaper, but we're talking about, I think Taj was priced at 5,400 on FanDuel uh, as of the 21st, and Miles Turner on, the, on that same day was priced at 4,900. Um, you, you can save four or $500 if you're getting, you know, price crunched and uh, Miles Turner in back-to-back games uh, has scored 26 points, and one of those games was against you know uh, OKC and uh, Serge Ibaka defense uh, there as well. So if you you went you went big with LeBron, you spent up on CP3, and you need and you're like I can't even afford the 54, 5500, or the price tag might even elevate on Taj because he's played well in, in in back-to-back games. Then take a look at Miles Turner for some for some safety in your cash games to sort of save a few bucks. Down below that, that's where I draw the line. Ryan Anderson's obviously going to be in if he's active. If he's not, uh, I think I, I'm okay with with Kevin Love. I would probably prefer somebody like Derek Favors uh, as you know as my top option overall. I'm fading uh, Thad Young against Cleveland and their uh, their power forward defense, um, and uh, Taj and, and Miles Turner is where I call it a day. What about you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Taj is really about as low as I'm going. I'm not messing with the Bobby Portis, Dante Cunningham's guys down there that I think people will look at. I, you know, I just don't think you're going to get enough safety or enough upside out of any of those guys to really be, you know, all that great of plays, even on the short slate. All right. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, I, th- I think that we w- need to talk about a couple different guys at the center position that are going to be very interesting here, but something else that's also uh, potentially even more interesting here is all these website, um, sorry, the business owners who may need a website, Benny. So if you need a website, why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com is something for you, used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to worry about the budget, the scheduling appointments, or too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, center position up. Let's talk about what you want to do at the pivot for Thursday. Yeah, I can't really justify paying up here. Brooke Lopez has a tough matchup against Cleveland, who's had pretty good center defense this year. DeAndre Jordan hasn't been playing all that well and is kind of expensive. Even though he has a great matchup against Portland, he would be somebody that you know is going to stand out for people who look purely at the at the DVP numbers. You know, Pau Gasol is still on a minutes limit, so he's not playing his full minutes. I mean, he did put up like 42 or 45 fantasy points in his last game. But again, he only played 24, 25 minutes, and they said that he's probably going to be on that restriction for a couple more games. So really, I'm looking down in that, that next tier of guys in the in the cheaper area. Guys like maybe uh, Robin Lopez going up against Chicago. Whether Pau Gasol is in or not, Chicago has struggled on defense to stop opposing centers. Uh, Robin Lopez has actually been getting a little bit of a bigger role, and he's been producing with it. Now, he did go 20-20 last game. He had like 23 points, 20 rebounds. I don't expect him to do that again, but at only 54 or 5,600, somewhere around there, 
you know, if he can get us 30 fantasy points, he's given us a, a solid return and, and some upside. And I don't think that's asking way too much out of him. I could see like a 18.11 rebound kind of double-double coming for him again here. So I like his matchup against Chicago. I think that's a good spot. And then Mason Plumlee's a guy I've been talking about all week here. As long as Myers Leonard is out, Mason Plumlee's been seeing close to 30 minutes a game. And when he sees close to 30 minutes a game, he's been giving us 30-plus fantasy points this year. So if I can get 30 minutes out of Mason Plumlee, don't really hate the matchup against the, the Clippers. It's not an ideal one, but it's also not as tough as some people think it is with that DeAndre defense. So I think Miles Plumlee, I mean, Ma- sorry, Mason Plumlee. Got to make sure you get the right Plumlee here. Mason Plumlee, I think, can give you another, uh, you know, 30, 35-point fantasy output for less than 5K. So he's another guy that I'm looking at. So, like I said, I'm not paying up for Jordan or Lopez or Gasol. I'm kind of looking in that mid-tier range a little more for my plays here. Yeah, I'm very excited about Marshall Plumley. I think he's got a good matchup against the Oregon front line here for Duke. Oh, sorry, <laughs> wrong Plumley. I just, I just there, there's too many there's too many of them and honestly like if you have kids like my kids names are c d and e they're not the same letter you don't name all your kids the same letter if you want them to be professional athletes just gets confusing right exactly people are like mason mark marshall you know like you run through every name before you get to the kid you're actually talking to yeah it could be a, a veritable disaster so i'm with you uh all deandre jordan should be a total bum crusher against that terrible portland uh, Trailblazers front line, so that makes some some sense for me. I, I'm okay with Rolo. I don't think I'd necessarily want to play him against Cleveland front line. I know that the people have had better success as of late against that uh, uh, that that team. But as long as everyone's healthy and they do what they normally do, and if they're going to get back into SmackDown mode where they start beating people by 30, that's not going to be interesting for a team like Brooklyn who doesn't have a ton of uh, offensive firepower. So Rolo, on the other hand. Uh, for value, um, I'm a little bit more interested in because in, uh, we know that Chicago and Pagasol defense has been something you can attack. So for cheaper value, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but I do want to pay up to DeAndre Jordan if I can. If I cannot, then um, I'll be okay with uh, Enos Cantor as well. I think it's a little bit of a revenge factor. I know I think he's already played this team last season once after he got traded. But um, this this is a guy who's been fairly productive. The, the, the production's just trailed off a little bit, but the scoring hasn't. Um, or, or the minutes haven't. He's been 22-plus and actually has double-doubled in three of the past four contests. You do need him to score at a little bit higher volume for the mid-5K range um, price tag that's available, but I always like to try to buy into revenge factor games and see if that can be something that motivates somebody else. I know when some team dropped me like it's hot, you know, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's time for them to get it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I know that there's no really de- real, real DFS analysis linked to that, but it's, to me, I as, just as a, as a you know, a pref- as a as an athlete themselves, I think that's a motivating fact that you should sort of sort of try to quantify or not quantify, but just take advantage of in your DFS lineup. So, I'm with you with the top options. I think we have a couple interesting guys like Rolo um, and uh, you know Cantor that we can make a case for, and then I really won't go any lower than Omer Ashik because. Um, I don't like a Sheik's game, to be honest with you. Yeah. He's now, like, how cheap? How cheap is he? Is he like three hundred min price minimum salary right now? So, oh um, man, that's. It's, it's, I mean, it's I like think you got to like, consider him. You, you almost have to. That's the. I, I will. I will. I will. I will throw him in a GPP. I don't trust him enough to play cash games. I'll say that. I mean, we knew already knew that Brow was out on the when he when he played yesterday, and he went for eight points and nine boards against Miami, which, you know, is one difference. It's one thing yeah. to consider because it's Hassan Whiteside defense. So, but the other problem is, is why are you only playing 20 minutes? 
you know, when you know that there's nobody in that front. Who's supposed to be put? They need Kendrick Perkins to play 20 minutes too. I mean, come on. Oh God. Yeah, this is what this is my problem with Omer Sheik. Okay, but I will say you just almost have to toss him somewhere in a GPP because the price is too cheap for you to really ignore. Um, but you can, as you can tell, I'm not terribly excited about it. Yeah, you, you seem to be really on board here. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I'm like loving this place though. No, I, but you know what though? I mean, I feel I kind of feel the same way as you do. Like I wasn't even really considering him. I had kind of dismissed him. But right. then you said 3800, and then you're like, what the hell? He's 50. Yeah, at, yeah. God, at that price, it's because yeah. yeah. I mean, he really, if you look at it, he was one basket and one rebound away from a double-double in the last game after having one in the game before. And last game was kind of a tough matchup against Miami. Right. So it's like, there, there's... Oh, God, yeah, I'm not going to... This is what, what you do is you put him in a lineup or a couple of whatever one you want to do. You use him, and then you immediately go and, and stand under the shower and give yourself a chemical bath because you feel yeah. dirty after playing him. You know? Well, you know what? So, though, like, it, it is a good point. Like He's somebody who... You can throw on like a, a, a cheap $2 roster somewhere so you have some exposure right. so that if he does go for 35 you, you know, you're... You aren't left yeah, in the bag. At least you got... Exactly. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll, you have a chance to win a little bit of money out of being... You don't want to sit there at the end of the day and be like, of course I should have played a sheik. He was 3800 you know? Right, exactly. So there you have it. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for the Thursday edition. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter. Benny's on Twitter at BennyR11. I'm on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. And it's at Rotowire and Rotowire.com for all your season long and DFS fancy wants, needs, and haves. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.